This podcast may not be suitable for young listeners. We discuss very emotional topics and at times use grown-up language. Each episode could contain content that may be triggering to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The definition of rejection is to refuse to believe, accept, or consider something. This was my greatest fear about approaching the Primorano family with such shocking and, let's call it like it is, unbelievable news. I was completely terrified to make contact and so afraid that they would tell me to go take my delusions elsewhere, which would mean that I'd never find out about my family history and I'd never find out anything about my biological father. Hi, fellow NPEs. Thanks for tuning in again to The Secret in My DNA. I'm your host, Michelle Perret. I'm going to continue where we left off during the last episode. You may remember that I had found out information about my biofather's family and had finally heard back from the cousin match on Ancestry, who had informed me that he would reach out to them on my behalf. So this episode will be about what would happen after he contacted them with the news. So that same night that he replied to me, my husband and I had finished dinner and then snuggled up on the couch to watch a show together. Then at 10.55 p.m., my phone alerted me to a text message. It simply said, Hi, Michelle. I just found out about you through my cousin, and I just read your Finding My Truth story on Facebook. I am your uncle, Richie's brother. Call me if you are ready. My body levitated off the couch at the speed of light. I jumped up so fast, Jason flinched. He had no idea what was happening, and I began to cry so hard, there was no sound coming out of me, just body-jerking actions and gasps for air. Jason read the text and was equally stunned. He excitedly said, you have to call him, and suddenly panic set in. We're talking full-on body trembles with uncontrollable sobbing. Was this man furious with me for going public with this story, for putting his name out there, for claiming to be a long-lost member of the family? Oh my God, he might be really pissed. Total onset of panic is the only way I can describe my state of mind in that moment. Jason was instrumental in calming me down enough to make the call. He was He's really good like that. Um, without that man, I'd probably still be in the fetal position on my couch, sucking my thumb and doing that thing that happens when you're just coming off a bout of hard, ugly crying where you do those weird stuttering inhalations. So I eventually pick up the phone and make the call. On the other end of the line was not what I expected at all. Instead was a man who was crying so hard He could barely talk. And when he did finally speak, he was warm and he was happy. He was understandably shocked, of course, (laughs) but to my surprise, he was elated. His wife was sobbing as well and great. Now Jason is crying too. So we're all blubbering like a bunch of ninnies. In Jason's defense, he had been drinking wine that night, so emotions. (sighs) Let me try to compose myself here. 
Despite my inability to control my influx of emotions, we had a truly wonderful and heartwarming conversation. Within that conversation, I discovered that neither of Richie's siblings had any children. I'm the only one. I am the only grandchild. No pressure there, right? One of my fears about my biological grandmother finding out was that this news might give her a stroke or something. I mean, can you imagine finding out about a 39-year-old granddaughter that you never knew you had? (laughs) Toward the end of the conversation, we excitedly planned a video chat for the next day with my new uncle, his lovely wife, and my long-lost grandmother. We said our goodnights and went to bed. And for the first time in nearly three weeks, I slept like a baby. Wild horses couldn't have dragged me out of that slumber. The video chat was scheduled for 2 p.m. the next day. By 1 p.m., I was pretty much sweating through every article of clothing on my body. What will I wear? How do I do my hair? I changed my outfit like five times. I announced to Jason that I was going to wear perfume for a video phone call. He was like, okay, which is Jason's way of saying, I think you're insane right now, but I'm not going to tell you that because I want to continue living. I sat at our kitchen island and I opened my computer. I opened Facebook video chat and prepared and prepared for our first first face-to-face meeting. The live feed popped up and there they were my uncle, his wife, and the grandmother I never knew. All three of them had their heads squeezed into the tiny frame. Jason was using my phone to take video of the first moments. We all basically just stared at each other and cried. My grandmother was hysterical. I could not even formulate words, and to make matters worse, I forgot tissues. The most emotional moment in my life to date, and I forget tissues. So Jason stops filming to get a box of Kleenex for me before I drowned in my own tears and snot. Then he sat with us and joined the conversation, and I introduced him to the new branches on my ever-growing family tree. My grandmother was beyond happy to finally have a grandchild. She had three boys and desperately always hoped for a daughter one day, And when that didn't happen, she hoped for many years that she would have a granddaughter. And now, at 80 years young, she had resigned herself to that never happening. Then I show up like, guess what? You have a 39-year-old granddaughter that you never knew about. Hey! We all talked for more than two hours. Around the last half hour, my head began to pound intensely, which I think was my brain's way of telling me that I was overloading and needed to crash. After we ended the video chat, I slept until 10.30 p.m. I was emotionally spent. The next few days, more and more new family members began to hear the news. I began getting phone calls along with an influx of friend requests on Facebook from so many family members. They were all reading the first two chapters of Finding My Truth and began to email me and welcomed me to the family with excitement and warmth. My Facebook page totally blew up. 
After the holiday weekend and with eager anticipation, I finally had the pleasure of talking on the phone with my other uncle, Richie's older brother, and his wife. We had a lovely conversation. I felt complete after talking to him because I knew he was the only immediate family member to Richie that I hadn't spoken to yet. From the beginning, I felt that it was most important to talk to Richie's mother and both of his brothers and let them know that a part of him is still alive. Approximately a month or so later, give or take, Jason and I finally made a fertility appointment for a clinic that had a nine-month wait list. We were super stressed about the cost. I mean, just the initial consultation was going to cost $500. Two days later, Jason notices that my emotions were unusually unstable, which was saying something at that time because my emotions were all over the place after finding out I was an NPE. He was like, whoa, are you okay? (laughs) Maybe you should take a pregnancy test because I think you might be pregnant. And I was like, don't make me end your life. And I blew it off. The next day he went to work, but I was feeling very strange. Something felt weird. I began to wonder if maybe he was onto something. So I drove down the road to the grocery store and picked up some pregnancy tests, but honestly never believed for one second that I could be pregnant. Guess what? it was positive. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no way. It's got to be a faulty test. Let me take another one. Bam, positive again. I sat on the floor in my bathroom, laugh crying. I was so happy. sorry. (sighs) When Jay came home from work that night, there was a tiny onesie hanging on the doorknob of our front door. It said, I love my daddy. At this point, my new Italian family was setting up a special family reunion up in New York so that they could all meet me. By the time we were traveling up there, I was nearly finished with my first trimester. When I tell you I was sick as hell, oh my God. It wasn't just morning sickness. It was morning, noon, and night sickness. So much throwing up, so much bloating. I didn't fit into any of my clothes, but wasn't quite far along enough for maternity clothing, and I didn't have the time or desire to go shopping for clothes. So I packed the most comfortable clothes I could find, and off we flew to Syracuse, New York. Flying while super sick during pregnancy is not for the weak, let me tell you. I couldn't hold anything down, not even water. I ate some crackers here and there, and it was a 50-50 crapshoot on whether it would stay down. We stayed with my uncle, we'll call him Uncle V. He was my bio father's younger brother. He showed me tons of family photos and we talked quite extensively about the family history. Unfortunately, he and his older brother, who we'll call Uncle F, were estranged from each other. My bio father was the middle boy. 
at the time of his passing, they basically were all no contact with each other. By all accounts, it was a very toxic and dysfunctional family history. And after Richie's funeral, my Uncle F had a falling out with my grandmother and also went no contact with her. So by the time I came into the picture, pretty much no one in the immediate family spoke to each other with the exception of my Uncle V and my grandmother. I had to meet my Uncle F separately from the rest of the family because of the animosity, but when we met, it was an instant connection just like it was with Uncle V. So I was coming into a super welcoming but also super fractured family and I was trying to take it all in stride. I mean, does anyone have a normal family? In between meeting my two uncles, I would also finally meet my grandmother in person for the first time. It must have been so strange for her to look at this woman and see her son's face in mine. She also shared many amazing photos and sent tons of them home with me to keep for myself. The day of the reunion arrives. It was being held at one of my new second cousin's homes who had a large house and yard to accommodate a shit ton of Italians. I was so sick, but I was trying very hard to hide it because no one knew I was pregnant. Our plan was to announce it at the reunion as a surprise for my grandmother. We already knew the gender of the baby because we did early DNA testing and found out 12 weeks into my pregnancy. We arrive and immediately I am meeting so many very warm and welcoming family members. My head was spinning though and I was emotionally overwhelmed. I did my very best to keep my shit together while also feeling super sick. We all talked, ate, laughed, cried, and yes, we may have even cursed my mother on a few times. I mean, Italians don't hold back. As I look around at everyone and tried to soak everything in, one of the thoughts I kept coming back to was, she kept this from me my entire life. She stole this from me, from them. She stole a lifetime of memories that should have been made. She stole a man's chance at being the father he'd always wanted to be. She stole a woman's chance at being a doting grandmother and a man's chance at being a proud grandfather. She stole me from cousins, aunts, and uncles, and she doesn't even care. Toward the end of the reunion, we asked everyone to gather around my grandmother for a special announcement. I handed her a framed ultrasound and a onesie that said, I heart my Nona. The heart was the color of the Italian flag. I asked her if she knew who it was on the ultrasound. She seemed confused. She asked, is it you? I said, nope, I'm pregnant. Everyone was cheering. My grandmother was sobbing. Then we told her it's a girl and lordy did she lose it. I think she asked for a Xanax. She'd always wanted a granddaughter, and now she not only had a granddaughter, but a great-granddaughter on the way. At that time, my emotions were very paradoxical. I can only describe it as having a certain emotion and at the same time having the complete opposite emotion. For example, confusion, but at the same time a sense of clarity. Intense anger, but also peace, excitement, and terror 
devastation, but elation. Perhaps the simplest word to explain it all of it, bittersweet. Listeners, thanks again for tuning in to The Secret in My DNA and hearing my story. I gain a sense of empowerment taking back my narrative and sharing it. I hope you will too. If you'd like to share your DNA story with me, please reach out. I'd love to talk about it with you so we can heal together. Keep in mind that you don't have to give any identifying information if you'd rather not. You can tell your story anonymously. I strongly feel that we need to bring more awareness to the public about the impact our findings have on us and others, how earth-shattering family secrets can be. Hopefully, we can educate a new generation to be forthright and honest with their sexual partners and children right from the beginning in order to avoid decades of confusion, pain, and loss of trust. So if you'd like to reach out, please email pipsmommy at gmail.com. That's P-I-P-S-M-O-M-M-I-E at gmail.com. I will always keep your information private if you prefer. Till next time.